I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hey, and we're live. All right. Um, so for those of you who are listening already, uh, thank you for joining me. And so we're going to talk about a few things uh, today. So let's go ahead and uh, like let's, let's get her started because uh, we got a bunch of things to go over. Okay, so first things first, I uh, want to kind of give an update about the Catch Wrestling Academy, so CWA Academy. Um, you, can go, you can go through all... So basically this is for people who are serious about learning and even uh, teaching and kind of becoming uh, an affiliated school with the Catch Wrestling Alliance. So we have that program online because we know that people all around the world want to be learning uh, the most authentic catch wrestling. Um, So we've set up that program for you and you can easily access it through uh, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Like just through our website, you can look, just look up, uh, just click on the tab that says CWA Academy. Uh, what I want to let you guys know about that, we already have a bunch of people um, who are who are in there already. Uh, we want I want to add extra, uh, like a, basically an extra section uh, for people who uh, want to know more a little bit about coaching or even some other types of drills and stuff uh, that are more sport specific and also catch wrestling specific. So I want to be adding a little bit like another section for members. Um, so that, that will be coming soon. So I'm already kind of working on it based on uh, your feedback and stuff. So I want to let you know that, you know, it's something I already want to do. I already kind of had planned, um, but it's coming sooner than later, especially since you guys are already requesting it. So just know that uh, the CWA Academy is very interactive. So uh, we'll, we'll be in contact a lot. So, you know, feel free to, um, to like ask questions at any time because it's basically here uh, to like support you or any of any of the students, but also to help everyone understand um, the the like the the nature and the the whole idea and the spirit of catch wrestling, authentic catches, catch can wrestling or Lancashire wrestling, right? Okay, so uh, that being said, oh, and also too, uh, some people ask like, say, what's kind of the difference between the catch wrestling or the CWA Academy? and becoming a member of the YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel members, usually they, you get a lot more access to say a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Or if I interview somebody, usually we'll do a few more minutes um, uh, and we'll put like something, like either they show some technique or, or talk about something a little bit different. Um, so we'll put extra stuff um, it, for the YouTube channel members, right? So the members of this channel uh, can see that uh, we also do a lot of um, a lot of different technique stuff. Some some stuff um, is in the CWA Academy stuff, but it's not 
as structured. So you'll still get some technique stuff, but I want to try to um, add a little bit more stuff from guests, like extra stuff, extra workout stuff, extra technique uh, videos, tips and stuff like that um, for uh, the YouTube channel members. So consider becoming a channel member of this channel and you can always find that link. You just click on the button below the video, right? It says uh, join, right? So, okay, so moving on to the next thing. I want to give an update about uh, our women's event. So um, I kind of had a suspicion because of the whole COVID thing. So we had some uh, international uh, people, you know, European competitors uh, who can't come right now because of the whole COVID situation. So um, we, I think it's our government that barred them from coming over and stuff. So, um, so, and then some have gotten injured, right? So Des, who was supposed to be uh, competing, uh, uh, had a injury from a procedure. So not from training as uh, some uh, surgery that she had. So she's recovering and she's okay, but um, she's not fit right now to compete. So the main competitors um, who remain will actually be someone that I didn't talk about, but um, uh, so her name's Carolyn Clem. And so I want to try to uh, get an interview with her right away. And then the other one is uh, Jolene Hex. So Jolene uh, probably has a bigger, like, definitely has a bigger fan base because she's uh, one of the champions in the LFC. Um, she just had a match in the LFC at, at their event in Sturgis. So that should be televised uh, somewhat soon. Uh, they taped it and it's being delayed, but it will be aired on NBC Sports uh, coming up soon. Um, so... Uh, she, oh darn, actually, <laughs> okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, I think I was not supposed to mention any outcomes, because they haven't, they haven't talked about outcomes yet, uh, but since I'm involved with training a bunch of uh, their competitors, I, kinda, I know a lot of the outcomes already, so, uh, so nobody tell them that, <laughs> that I, um, that I mentioned that, but anyway, so, uh, Jolene's really aggressive, and, uh, comes from a grappling background, has experience with, uh, the LFC MMA rules and stuff like that. They, they have modified MMA rules, so uh, you can't punch to the face uh, while you're standing, but you can, you can hit the head if you take them down. So uh, it's, it's just uh, one, of their, one of their rules. Um, so anyway, really aggressive, and then, sh and then I'll try to get you guys uh, some more information about Carolyn. Uh, you've definitely seen Carolyn on this channel, so she and I uh, frequently do technique videos together. Uh, she's the curly-haired blonde woman that you, you see, and so I want to try to do an uh, interview with her so you guys get to know a little bit more about her. So she's really athletic. Um, she's uh, definitely a really a real athlete, so um, just want to try to uh, get you guys to understand and know her a little bit more uh, because she and Jolene are going to go at it uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Okay, and then you, you will definitely be able to see that. That won't be delayed or anything like that. I'll see if we can uh, just live stream it, or um, if not, basically, uh, the one drawback of live streaming is that um, you know, sometimes you can't get the, the highest quality video, so I want to make sure that, that everything's uh, really high quality. And then, so that's what I was thinking, maybe just uh, making sure it's recorded really well, and then released almost instantly after it happens, because uh, you can, can do that pretty quickly. Um, so I'll, I'll think about it. Okay, so just to give you guys that update as well. Okay, so now let's go ahead and get into the, the meat and potatoes, or the, 
the plant-based meat and <laughs> and potato. Uh, so I think we got to talk about this, right? The position over submission. So uh, we uh, just had a um, one of you guys uh, asked about it, but it's something that comes up all the time. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. The whole notion about oh, jujitsu. Their whole philosophy is position over submission, and then, um, and then, um, uh, like catch wrestling is uh, with the opposite, right? And so, so I think the whole notion comes from uh, probably from jujitsu, right? They're trying to say like, oh, what's the difference between us and them? I mean, the main difference is wrestling. So for catch wrestling in particular, since uh, it, it's in its long history, um, so even before like the form that we know it now. Um, the, the pin was the thing, right? So that's, that's really position over, over everything, really. So position uh, and pinning, right, over even submissions, right? So, um, and so even, <laughs> so, so in a way, it's like you take that whole saying position over submission. How, how about position and no submission? That, that's kind of the way catch wrestling uh, what it came about, or at least that was kind of like the philosophy where it's like, it's really a pin heavy art, right? And so that's why, you know, you'll see it from the, uh, the old British books, but then also you'll see it in like Farmer Burns writing, right? So, but there are say later on, you'll see people like say a Farmer Burns lineage where, you know, maybe they'll value the submission hold a little bit more. And also too, with the people who are doing the, the carnivals, Right, so the AT shows stuff like that uh, happened a lot, uh, not just in the United States, but um, I, I know a lot more about the United States situation. So uh, that's why we have like the double wrist lock and stuff. So uh, if if someone who is competing in these in these AT shows in the carnival shows, um, if if say like a young collegiate wrestler came up and wanted to challenge the champ, right? So. Uh, they would pay and then they would be allowed to compete. And so then if someone um, if someone uh, didn't know submissions, well, then they might, they might get pinned, right? They might lose to this collegiate wrestler. So they had to be using some of these locks to make sure that they can get a hold of the person. And so quite often you'll see, say, double wrist locks um, and even what we call like a key lock and stuff like that. These are used um, for pinning people as well right <laughs> so other so things so sometimes quite often you know like someone comes at you um like double leg you right you can lock up that double wrist lock as they come in right you throw them onto their back right so also too if if in a similar way right if, if they're kind of grabbing at you uh you can lock lock up the the key lock and also again so it's like a, you're really taking control of the one limb and that yeah, that destabilizes the opponent enough so that you can then pin them, right? So uh, ultimately, I think uh, catch wrestling is the one one position over even submissions, right? So I think the whole idea uh, about that is just some way for a lot of uh, jujitsu people to kind of differentiate that or try to, I think a lot of times it's used to kind of put down catch wrestling. Um, so it's just nonsense you'll hear. Uh, just like I'd say, don't don't believe it or don't care about uh, some of these things. Where it's like uh, sometimes it's like the the critic who doesn't quite understand your thing, right? Or doesn't understand your art. So uh, you know, really take what they have to say with a grain of salt. Especially the better, the more you know catch wrestling, uh, the more you'll you'll understand 
and uh, the more you'll see that like these uh, these other people are just kind of weird <laughs> because also too in jiu-jitsu what are you seeing you're seeing some people jumping into techniques and this and that so it's like a flying arm bar that's definitely not position over submission you know like so but hey but then you'll see <laughs> some jiu-jitsu person listening to this and they're probably thinking like oh man like uh that, that that's a position right that, like, so, so who knows it's weird it's like people have different opinions on what things are people will complain uh, all the time about what a pin is and they think pins are useless even though that's uh that is catch wrestling um and so um you know we have that sometimes the submission happens right or a lot of times you use a hold to get someone into the pinned right, position right so uh that that position of being on your back is the catch wrestling way really so hopefully people understand that so um does anybody have any any questions about that or uh anything you, anything you have to say you, you guys just all hate catch wrestling now <laughs> hey robbie good to see you um let me see uh hey laconophile so um I think it was your your comment about that uh, is what kind of sparked this talk today. Um, so let me know if you have any other thoughts about about that or what you're seeing from other people. But see, the thing is, nowadays too in jujitsu, even though they might say that um, you know whatever position over submission and stuff like that about jujitsu, it's like what are we seeing? We're seeing, in, especially in nogi, um, you're seeing a couple things, right? So you're seeing this big uh, love and uh, adoration and addition of leg locks to the nogi game but then you're also seeing say like especially in adcc they talk about it a lot where it's like oh it's the, the wrestler who um who's actually at the advantage especially in nogi right so um then you're seeing them trying to reintegrate wrestling into their into their style especially their nogi style right um, gi is a, a gi, I, I have to admit, um, I haven't done, haven't done it too much or whatever, but I've done it enough, um, you know, but, um, you know, it, the game is a little bit different because while you're wearing all those clothes, it just seems to, you know, people can grab on to different parts of your clothing and stuff like that. So it, it's, uh, for me, it's not as fluid as like say no gi or, you know, catch wrestling. Um, so there, there's those differences. Um, so I think maybe that's why people aren't necessarily thinking that in the regular gi competition they're not thinking wrestling so much because you can you know just hang on the clothes and try to do a lot of these different uh, guards that you'll see like um, uh, different people like making their dvds about and stuff like that oh man one of them is uh he's near here he's in san diego i forgot he's cornelius keenan cornelius right so so um, a lot of times people will talk about that um, these different types of guards and stuff and where a lot of it's just like hanging on the clothes hanging on the jacket wrapping it around legs and stuff like that so so you're not going to necessarily see uh, anybody able to do that in nogi right so then i think that's why people are kind of uh, trying to incorporate wrestling more into the whole nogi game which again is an should be an advantage uh, to catch wrestling specifically so and why why do i say that is because regular amateur wrestling doesn't have the situational awareness of the submissions right so uh, someone shared one of you guys shared with me uh, a recent video where it was like ben Askren uh with that uh, young ufc fighter that he keeps on uh calling his son which is not really his son i forgot his name but 
um, they did a pretty funny video where it's like uh, that guy goes to his 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 gym and then he's he's rolling with the students and he's not doing any kind of wrestling but he's doing all these submissions off his back and all that and talking about how easy wrestling is and stuff like that but um, I think that's that kind of shows uh, the drawback of amateur wrestling the, that total lack of awareness of the submission so um, that's why I say catch wrestling is uh, like has a very unique advantage that you definitely uh, want to learn and so that you can take advantage of that advantage is the whole situation situational awareness of submissions right so catch wrestling has a tremendous advantage right and that's and but then like look what you're seeing especially it was in the big there's like there's a big topic uh from adcc uh where you have like this blue belt and it wasn't even a division one wrestler um nicky rod that um you know did so well um so so um that shows kind of like even the power of amateur wrestling but then if you get that uh, that situational awareness for submissions then it's just it becomes super dominant so right now he's getting uh, jiu-jitsu based uh, training which you know only gonna help him more but I uh, would love it if he got like the, the catch wrestling uh, based training where you know you, you're he'll be, he'll be doing a lot of he could have been doing a lot of these hammerlock stuff and uh, uh, stuff I'm using a lot uh, against like my, my friends in, in at Tenth Planet or whatever. So uh, sorry to, to 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 use these techniques on you. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like so people who've been competing a lot, you know, higher level level belts. I mean, you still catch them in a lot of these catch wrestling submissions, and um, but it's because it's not like the it's not the usual way of doing things. So especially since they usually have like a uh, say someone who's on top belly down and then the person on back is is belly up right so uh, a lot of times in in catch wrestling or you, you will force someone if they try to get away from you you'll force them into a turtle position then you can be using a lot of these uh, counters different ways to roll people over and such um, but you know we definitely have an advantage in that case too right so amateur wrestlers and catch wrestlers should have an advantage if you could force your opponent into turtle as well um, so we should be able to get some of these hammerlock things going and stuff. So like even amateur wrestlers, they still kind of have like this whole hammerlock uh, positioning, but because it is potentially dangerous, they can only bring the arm of their opponents behind their back only so far. So they don't really get used to all that, like finishing that submission. Uh, but, you know, they're still used to using like bar arms and stuff like that. So where you really uh, get both of their arm, even one arm behind the back, but... You do it in a what's like uh, legal and amateur wrestling kind of way, and then usually you drive them over, uh, over like basically over their own head to to pin them, right? So all these things are really really excellent, really great. All right, so uh, that is like kind of like the main advantage of catch wrestling, and so you definitely want to be taking advantage of that. You can totally uh, jump into our um, our catch wrestling alliance academy, you know, through through our website. Okay, so we have another question here from from the game hunter Eli. All right, so uh, what are some of the main issues you think some wrestlers have when it comes to MMA? Uh, sometimes it is that that um, that situational awareness for the submissions, 
So we've seen it a few times. Um, one of them was like um, uh, one of the recent ones, which is big, Ed Ruth. I always like to use him as an example, right? So definitely a really great uh, NCAA, you know, collegiate wrestler. Super, super good. Um, he's been doing, so like what he, I think he did uh, Nogi Worlds. So IBJJF Nogi Worlds last year. So that, for those of you guys who aren't sure or don't know IBJJF, I think it's kind of like what rock were you, have you been living under? And I was getting out. It's like, if you're not into, say if you're into 10th Planet or these, other things you won't know too much about IBJJF, but they have a very strict rule set um, that you have to follow to compete, right? So, um, so right now I believe Ed Ruth is a purple belt. He did Nogi Worlds, and ultimately Jiu-Jitsu does favor at least the, the point system does favor wrestlers, but um, he still didn't win, right? <laughs> so he would he definitely like without even knowing who else was in his division, like, you, you don't have to know who else was in his division. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how famous these other people were. Ed Ruth should have been the best wrestler in that division. Like, you don't even, like, no doubt, right? But he still lost, right? So there's, there, or at least he didn't get the gold medal, right? And I believe he might have not medaled at all, right? So um, true that a lot of the times these divisions are pretty, pretty stacked, right? So, um... Yeah, you know, so you might even get tired, you know, it might just be fatiguing, right? I got pretty tired. I did one of the world competitions as well. There's a bunch of matches you have to do, and they pretty much make you do them back-to-back, -back, right? So, um, so anyway, um, I think still catch wrestling can give you the advantage naturally, right? Because also, it, Ed Ruth competed, competes in Bellator, I believe. So that being said, again, it's like uh, I think he got... I think I rear naked choked by one of the Gracies. Um, and so you'll, you'll see stuff like that. You'll see, or, or even say like a Tyrone Woodley, right? He is a black belt now in jujitsu and he was a division one wrestler, but then he just got dominated by what division two wrestler, Usman. Um, I think sometimes uh, then there's that kind of situation where it's like you get this really great wrestler and then maybe they try to incorporate a little too much from the jujitsu. And what I mean by that is, like, uh, they'll, they'll be, like, in the situation with Woodley versus Usman. Usman uh, was able to get Woodley down, and Woodley was uh, happy to stay, like, on his butt a lot of the time, right? And he wasn't trying to do any kind of wrestling uh, way of escaping, right? He pretty much just uh, stayed there, maybe tried to fight back a little bit, but uh, ultimately allowed himself to stay pinned, um, and, and then subsequently he lost that, that fight. Um, so you'll see more of these examples. Um, and so I do believe when you get someone a little bit more authentically trained in catch wrestling, uh, you'll, you, they should have an advantage. Uh, that, that, at least that, that's what, I'll, what I'm always going to say, right? <laughs> right? Uh, just because I like this art so much. But I mean, truly, truly, it's really one of these uh, really cool arts where it's like if you have it as your base style, uh, you can add a bunch of different things onto it. So whether it be some kind of striking art, some kind of self-defense art, uh, you should be like uh, like skilled in, or you should have a good movement base where uh, you can just easily add things onto it. The other style that I think is kind of like that is Sanda, so Chinese kickboxing or Wushu Sanda. You're starting to see more uh, Wushu people or Sanda people competing in UFC, also in one championship. 
uh, doing really well and stuff because they have that kind of situational awareness and they can kind of transition from standing to takedowns and stuff like that. So these kind of styles I, I, I like a lot. Right? It keeps your brain flexible and stuff. Um, so, so with that being said, you should have more of a, a wider perspective by doing the catch wrestling since it does have pins and submissions. Um, over, like, say, even amateur wrestling, since since the focus is points and pins, right? So catch wrestling, no points, right? And if you do a tournament where they they call it catch wrestling, but they're adding points and stuff like that, it's not a catch wrestling tournament, guys. Also, to uh, sometimes I've seen where people do a tournament where they call it catch wrestling, and then they they add like a they they add a lot of time to the pins, right? For they call so they so. So the person who's getting pinned has a little bit of a little bit more time to work off their back. That's not a catch wrestling tournament, guys. So, so I'll give you one example. Uh, there was a really famous world tournament. Um, I think it was like 1912. Uh, it was called the Alhambra tournament. So it was in England, and uh, because because it was a world tournament, they had a lot of competitors. Um, the earlier rounds you would just win by like basically what we call like a flash pin. So if you got taken down and both of your shoulders touched, you're done. All right. So that was how they got through the earliest or the early rounds. And then again, they allotted more time and, you know, like for the, you know, for like semifinals and finals and stuff like that. But once they've whittled down a lot of people. So, um, you know, you really can't be going on your back and you shouldn't be allotted very much time, uh, when you're on your back and that's that is like more catch wrestling like right is there any other questions if not i'll just ramble on I'm just kidding. uh let me see i'll go ahead and check here yeah, those are some of my my main issues at least what i've seen i mean you know but you know ultimately i mean we can't deny the statistics where it's like you know wrestlers doing really well people with strong wrestling backgrounds uh do really well in mma overall uh i would prefer if they had a really good catch wrestling background uh but say like right now i think kind of my my personal opinion would be is like you see a lot of people claiming to be doing catch wrestling but then they're they're doing this whole uh person of ten thousand holds type thing where it's like show me your your pinning your pinning strategies right uh, that's that's really um, that's really the real, like, uh, part of catch wrestling that has to be not only preserved but that, that has to be there for it to actually be catch wrestling. Because you can you, you know you'll see where it's like, sure we can teach you like um, double wrist locks or neck cranks and or some kind of toehold variation, but um, a lot of it is based off trying to pin somebody right. So using these holds to get someone onto their back, throw them onto their back and such. Um, so you, you you will see some people out there where it's like oh I'm a catch wrestler and then uh, you know maybe they know all these kind of holds and a lot of times it gets to the point where we, we call them show holds so uh, you might see that where that's uh, the pro wrestling terminology where it's like yeah you'll do these kind of fancy things you know uh, that, that would only be or that would only work against uh, someone in like a pro a pro wrestling match right? and it wouldn't be considered real wrestling. So that'd be the other, the other aspect about that. So you definitely have to be like 
pinning oriented or have a strong wrestling background, right? Okay, another question. When they hold tournaments, do they have room for amateur? Wait, do they have room for amateur or people that are relatively new to catch? Um, and the rule set. Um, the last tournament that I did, the last Frank Gotch one that I did, I did have an, a novice division. So we had like basically a novice in advance uh, because we, we did have a lot like a school coming in that had uh, still young adults. You know, they were they were adults, but they were. You know, maybe it only been training for a couple years or something. So uh, we did a novice division there, and uh, basically it depends on the amount of people. So if we if we have enough uh, for a novice division, we could totally do that. Uh, I think I'll probably make it an option. Like, well, once once the whole COVID thing ends, then uh, you know we'll see who wants to be competing and stuff, and then and whoever signs up and like you know I'll probably make that division available. Hopefully we don't. <laughs> hopefully we don't have everyone uh, then signing up for the novice division, right? So, um, yeah, because catch wrestling is relatively new for a lot of people, right? They haven't been. Maybe they're just discovering it and kind of barely getting into it right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll probably we'll probably have that for you. Are there any so from Patrick M? Are there any questions allowed, or is there a specific topic? Okay. Yeah, today we were talking about. The whole uh, submission over position thing, or position over submission thing, and I was saying that it was uh, basically uh, from a jujitsu perspective. I mean, it's probably their their way of trying to describe the differences between themselves and catch wrestling. But I thought that that whole uh, way of framing the art, the argument, like just doesn't quite make sense because catch wrestling ultimately um, is a very pin heavy art. So. Uh, like we're all about that position, right? And so the submission sometimes will, uh, like, will secure the submission hold, right? To throw someone onto their back. So it's not necessarily like uh, what what they think it is, right? So I, I think you could definitely just like uh, throw that whole argument out the window. That's just my opinion, right? But uh, but it, I think it just kind of helps people who are outsiders to kind of. Uh, understand a little bit from their frame of reference so you know it, you're gonna hear all kinds of stuff all right well, the, you know the more the, but the more you learn about catch wrestling I think the more you'll like it ultimately all right so so with that being said do you have any other so, so uh, from Randy how long is a pin in catch is it like high school where it's super short or like judo where it's super long right so um, in catch wrestling and for the catch wrestling alliance events it is a two-second pin, right? So you have two seconds to get off your back. Uh, also, too, if you have, uh, if you do one of those kind of like rolling, kind of almost like sacrifice throws, uh, if they stop you or pause you like in that motion while you're still on your back, and even though, say, maybe you have like double wrist lock and you're going to throw someone over, but they, uh, they, they're able to kind of base out and you're still, you're still in the hold, but your shoulders are pinned and you get pinned there for two seconds and you're not able to complete the movement, you're, you're, pinned. you're pinned. We had a situation too in, in our event in Singapore where um, we had one guy who was trying to do that electric chair, um, you know, the 10th planet uh, sweep where he, he ended up in half guard and then he, he got the lockdown position and then he uh, tried to roll the guy over but then the, uh, the wrestler based out, the guy who was on top based out, and the guy wasn't able to complete his sweep. He was there for quite a, quite a few times, quite a, quite a long time, 
So quite a few seconds, right? So he ended up uh, being stuck, and so he, he got pinned, right? Um, yeah, so it's, it's relatively short, but don't think it's, it's not necessarily like a flash pin where you just like, just touch and you're done. You still have a chance to get out, but really at ten, or two seconds is plenty of time to get off your back. But again, you have to practice that. You have to practice. And we, that being said, maybe uh, later on I'll put in the description box. Uh, I did make at least like a, a playlist of four videos where, where they have where I put at least four different techniques for getting off your back. Uh, I think that one is really good. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to link that uh, in the description box. So let me see. I've always, so from Patrick, again, I've always been intrigued about catch wrestling. It seems like it was the back page former Burns as or Sakuraba who seemed like a special case. Right, so uh, do you mean like um, like it was just like a couple people who were good or something like that? Um, uh, I, I don't think that's possible, really, just based off of. But the thing is, it's like um, we did. I think it's like we we just know less about it because it was so long ago. So these people aren't uh, in the in the like the mainstream. But the thing is, say like people like Frank Gotch and stuff, they were. Well, th just think of it this way. It's like, so at, in the early 1900s, um, these, like, pro wrestling was so extremely popular. Um, and so everyone knew about it. So they, this thing, like, Joe Stecker versus Earl Caddick, that sold out Madison Square Garden. You know, they were sell like, the Frank Gotch and Hackenschmidt, uh, they, they were able to sell out uh, the uh, Kaminsky Park in you know the baseball stadium right so um there were and that was like over thirty thousand people i don't know how, how many people madison square garden held at that time but that's that was packed right so um I think that's the main thing and then you'll see where it's like where when when professional wrestling shifted from catch wrestling to the performance uh style that it is today um then that's when you kind of lose track of the legit guys. Because a lot of times the legit guys, uh, if they had something to fall back on, they they didn't want to, like, continue with performances. Right? So same thing right after that, the Caddick match that I mentioned, Earl Caddick and Joe Stecker, uh, they were offered to then do a tour, right, so that they could, uh, like, one guy would win in one city and the other guy would win in the other, and they'll make a lot of money, and they were both, like... Uh, you know that's not us we don't want to do anything like that we only want to do the real thing earl he had like a car like an automotive uh, like garage and stuff in in his hometown of walnut iowa um he just he just went to work right yeah i think he already had the business set up and so he's just like eh, i just won't do wrestling um so there are a bunch of people like that also too like uh nat pendleton i mean i'm sure people haven't heard about him but he was his dream was to be like Frank Gotch, and uh, he was really a very talented um, a wrestler, amateur wrestler. He won a bunch of different amateur um, like events and stuff, and like he was getting into pro catch wrestling. But again, then that was right around the time that that conversion was happening. So he had other things he could do. He became an actor. He came out here to LA, did acting, did other things as well. Because he, he wanted to do the real thing only. Let me see. 
Yeah, I'm glad you always root for the wrestlers. So let's try to let's continue producing some really great catch wrestlers. I think that's the one great thing about Catch Wrestling Alliance. The people we work with, we definitely produce a really good quality uh, athletes and competitors. So we're just going to continue to do that. I think the main thing is like we we produce a lot of males, like a lot of guys who are good. Uh, I really want to see if we can't start producing more women. Right? So I think that's going to be the next the next goal. All right. Okay. So. Um, I think we'll go ahead and cut it here, but continue a asking questions and stuff. Um, you know, let me know what you think, or let me know if there's any other uh, catch wrestling related subjects that you'd like to find out about. Okay, thank you for watching.